there's a saying, win the morning, win the day. Mm. And I really agree with that. If you set yourself up with great things that even consciously and add to that physically make you feel really good, then think about the impact that that can have on all the other activities, decisions, actions, things you say for the rest of your day. Welcome to the Mode Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Lane Wiederstein, a nutritionist and self-development lover. This podcast is a modern well-being toolkit for women who want to feel better and be better. Episodes will cover conversations on the five wellness modes, including eat, move, think, learn, and live, plus reviews on products, classes, and health trends that you need. So what are you waiting for? Come on, let's find your mode. Welcome, Ange. This is the first episode I'm actually recording for the Mode Wellness Podcast. I'm really excited to have you as one of one of the first guests on the show. I thought it'd be a good way to start to, you know, introduce you to the listeners. So if you want to share a little bit about who you are, Ange, what you do, and what are you, what are you passionate about? Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Um, so I'm Ange Ritchie, founder and head goal coach at My Goal Squad. Um, And the name of our business basically sums up what we do. We, I guess, underneath it all, we are focusing on helping particularly women entrepreneurs um, and busy females um, create a life that they love and find simple success. Um, And we use the vehicle of golfing. But we teach goal setting in a way that you didn't learn at school or at uni or at work. Um, we actually teach you. Effective way that in any area of life to achieve whatever level of success you choose and you're um, bold enough to go chase after. <laughs> so um, we have a goal and accountability program typically that um, most clients start on and then a few years later they're still continuing on that (laughs) Um, we will talk about the power of accountability that's um, supercharged of what your goal sets accountability supercharges the goals that you set Um, so we have that as a mainstream program but then we also do six week uh, goal setting programs for those that might be new to goal setting or just don't want something for such a longer period of time um, that is a little less on how many goals you might set. So you might set one and focus on that for six weeks. So that's lots of fun and that's sporadically through the year. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, I guess everyone has different levels of goals and, you know, sometimes shorter shorter term goals, longer term goals, and it, and it does come back to that, that accountability. And I guess we'll get, get to that um, during our conversation, Ange, and that's probably why people need someone like yourself in their life to keep them accountable to things that they want to achieve because without that accountability buddy or someone keeping them in check, um, mm-hmm. you know, we can definitely, you know, fall off the wagon very, very easily and it can all fall, feel a little bit too hard and we sort of never get to where we want to be. So mm. in terms of getting to know you a little bit more before we start our conversation, I this is something I'm going to be doing with all my guests, is just a quick fire round of 10 questions and it's pretty much a this or that. So whatever comes to your mind or what resonates with you, I want you to shout it out. So are you ready, Anne? Awesome. I am yep. ready. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so to start off with, Pilates or yoga? Pilates. 
Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, (laughs) yoga I find a little bit slow Pilates a little bit more strengthening and toning yes I agree and it um it burns so quickly so it's so good for your mind even though with yoga it's also good because it challenges you to enjoy staying still something I need to practice and a little bit slower a lot of us uh, myself in particular I'm not very patient and to slow down and do the yoga (laughs) I'm not too good at yeah work in progress work in progress okay so Next one, watermelon or pineapple? Whoa, good question. <laughs> um, if someone cuts off the rind, then watermelon. Okay, yeah. I find it awkward when you get that triangle piece and you get down to the bottom and you end up with watermelon all over your face. Yeah, I actually yeah. liked it chopped up in little cubes. Oh, yeah. yeah that's very, great. very easy. Yeah, and with mint? Yes. Yeah. Do we talk about watermelon cocktails? Because they're also good, but let's stick to the healthy side of things. We'll stick to the healthy side of things. But no, I agree. A little mint and watermelon. um, You can even do a mocktail without the alcohol. This time of year and some soda water is really refreshing. Yeah, yum. Absolutely. All right, next one. Floss or mouthwash? Oh, floss, definitely. Floss, yep. I really uh, get a bit addicted to like how clean my teeth feel after doing it. I did get into a bit of a, during COVID, that was actually one of the goals that I set and I was nailing it so much so that it became a really good habit. Um, And now I really enjoy it. Yeah. strange isn't it yeah, yeah no I, I love I love flossing the teeth it's um a good feeling when you get all that stuff out. yes <laughs> satisfying <laughs> yeah. next one summer or winter summer for sure um like even we're in Aubrey at the moment and I sat outside all day and moved my chair backwards as the sun came crept towards me and I'm sitting just in the shade but in the 32 degrees until I got to the point where I hit the fence and I couldn't move back anymore and I was defeated I was like okay inside to the air conditioning yeah I was gonna say there's no more sunshine what are you gonna do next you need to go and for a bit of shade and a cool drink yeah that's right I'm definitely the summer person is that you too Oh, look, I think in winter, if you can make the most of it, you know, rug up and maybe get to the, get to the snow and do some skiing and actually embrace it. It's definitely Mm. worthwhile. I think the winter fashion is also really exciting with boots and gloves and, you know, so snugly, but um, I I would probably say summer. I like a little bit of warmth on my skin. Yes. (laughs) And the really awkward tan lines. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee for sure. Coffee, yeah, me too. Yeah, yep. Uh, black or white? Oh, white. But I am one of those. I don't know whether you say coffee snob. Um, I'm happily owning that, uh, but definitely depends on the white that you're adding into the coffee. Oh, is that well, what you're talking about? The coffee. You've interpreted differently. I, I probably should have put the questions not back to back. Oh, and white, the color. So. Oh. What, what, I mean, a lot of people dress a lot in black um, and like those darker tones. Some people dress more in white because it's more refreshing. But, mm. you know, you could be thinking about artwork here. You could be thinking about your coffee. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually when you say, do, do you want a coffee to someone? Oh, do you want a black or like white? white. <laughs> um, that's my mistake. <laughs> Hilarious. No, that's funny. Um, well, considering I'm wearing a white T-shirt, I'd say white, but okay. I'm very white for summer. Yeah, like white's nice and refreshing. Very coastal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's um fly through these last few ones. Morning bird or night owl? Morning bird. 
Yeah, I was going to when I was thinking about this, when I set the questions, I was like, I reckon Ange will be a morning person, you know, routine, good habits, goal setting. She's definitely up getting things done nice and early. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I feel so great when you're up and you're out in peace and quiet and you might be riding or running. And I feel like I've already won the day because I'm up before all the other people that are still in bed. And And then you see the sunrise and it gives you the energy of, like to get going through the day. Yeah. There's something nice. There's something nice about getting, you know, your to-do list, get ticking off a few things even before you start work. And it means that, you know, that the end of the day, you know, bookend of the day is a little bit slower. Yes. Yeah. There's a saying, win the morning, win the day. Mm. And I really agree with that. If you set yourself up with great things that even consciously and add to that physically make you feel really good, then think about the impact that that can have on all the other activities, decisions, actions, things you say for the rest of your day. So it might be just a walk. It might be just a meditation even in the morning. But if you set yourself up with a few great things straight away, I think there's a a colonel in the army that says, always make your bed. There's a famous Mm. speech that's about that. I've heard that one. I do go a bit beyond that, a run or a ride or (laughs) add the meditation in if you can too. Um, Yeah, set the morning up and you win. Well, if people out there, listeners out there, just make sure you're making your bed. That's the first thing that you can be doing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right, last few here. We've got manicure or massage. What do you like to do for a bit of R&R, a bit of um, self-care and a bit of pampering? Definitely manicure. And I usually go for the bright colorful fun style too i would have picked you for the for the massage with your cycling and a bit of um remedial yeah i should do that i typically roll um Uh, okay yeah i think it's a better amount it's more about finding the right masseuse Mm. and i would go to massage every week I haven't got a good one at the moment. Yeah, I'm sort of in between at the moment. I I think you've got to you've got to find someone that sort of knows your body and knows exactly where those aches and pains are and how to get in there yeah. and how hard. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that's a goal for you for 2020. Yeah, find a good masseuse. <laughs> find a good masseuse. Any listeners have recommendations in Melbourne? I reckon you've got two customers right up there, yep. Lane and I. Yeah, and Lane, we're on the list. <laughs> okay, Ugg boots or slippers. Uh, slippers. Slippers, easy to get on. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then the last one, still or sparkling. And we're sparkling referring- all the way. Sparkling. Sparkling. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It seems like the fancy option because it's not always available. Yeah. It feels a little bit more precious than just water from a water bottle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy right. Input. There you yeah. go. A bit of bubbles. A bit classy. The bubbles classy. in the cup. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our fire round. Thank you for all your great. answers. Um, good to hear a little bit of the backstory about why you've chosen some of those, which is awesome. So <laughs> let's get into the main conversation now, Ange. So I think to um, start off with, I mean, this, podca- this podcast episode, I was hoping to be, you know, helping people achieve their goals in 2022. And I think reflecting on 2020 and 2021, mm. being a few interesting years for, you know, many of us going through yeah. a, a pandemic and a lot of things either feeling like they've been put on hold or things feeling like they're out of our control, which 
can often really affect our mental state and not feel like we we really can feel in control of taking actionable steps and moving forward with things that we might have set for ourselves. So I want to get mm. to get to understand a little bit more about how do you actually teach people to set goals? Like what does what does that mean? What, what does yeah. goal setting mean? Yeah, I love that question. And mm. thanks for asking because even as a goal coach, which I termed myself because <laughs> it's the most obvious thing that I do, I realized that goal setting can put people off. Um, they might have experienced goal setting before at school or set a goal. It was massive. They never achieved it. So now they've wiped goal setting from their minds <laughs> or their life. Yeah. But the way that I talk about goal setting is it's the vehicle to achieve whatever thing, feeling, uh, achievement that you want in life. It's the way to design a life and create a life that you choose and then you love. So what we do in goal setting is we start with a vision and everyone has things in their mind of what they dream of. So, you know, those times you sit at your desk and you're really bored in that report you're writing or the project you're doing and you sit there and you stare out the window. And I often say to clients, tell me what, what are you thinking in those moments? Because that's the, I wish I was in Fiji. I wish I lived in Queensland. Here's some of um my insights there you go (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could be working at the coffee shop down the road so any of those thoughts that you have that I wish then Mm. grab hold of those and we go through a session at the start of um, an initial client session we go through working out what's your vision for one year's time where do you want to be in a year and we ask I ask and prompt questions around all areas of life yeah so we get this holistic we go financial career where are you living who are you with have you got dogs etc um and then we pull down from there the goals that you have for the next one year so 12 months and I think it works really well if you can do it with a calendar year which is why this podcast now is really great because people can then start setting goals now for the calendar year um so for now you could be looking back on what you've achieved over this last crazy year of a roller coaster, um, but then also then setting up the future goals for the next year based on the reflections, based on what you did or didn't achieve. So we then set the goals up and I typically set them in four areas and that pretty much covers most areas in life. So finance, career, health and personal And you can have as many goals or as few goals as you like. I typically say for beginners and those new to goal setting that want to build the confidence in the framework and the process, set one goal. One goal is enough. And if you nail that 100%, Mm. you're going to feel so good and you're going to love the process. Do you mean one goal in each of those areas or one One goal goal to begin with? Oh, yeah. one goal in each. I was going to say one yeah. goal, it, it, that could be a big, huge goal, but I think, you know, breaking it down, like you've just said, I, that's what I do every year. I mean, I'm not a goal setting coach, but I always find if I don't have something written down, I, everything sort of, you know, stuck in my head and mm-hmm. I, I can't visualize. I can't see it. Like you said before, you need to be able to visualize it. And I think the first step for me would always be writing it down. And Absolutely. I use, I use very, very similar kind of areas, like the career finance relationships, 
lifestyle, self-development. And I guess it kind of ties in with these mode wellnesses that I've been talking about. I mean, with yeah. the mode wellness, there's different air, different modes or different ways to get places. And I've sort of categorized mm-hmm. them into, you know, the movement, food, thinking, learning, living. And it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very in line with what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So then with, with those four areas, if you've got one goal set in each of them, let's take last year with COVID. Yeah. It threw a spanner in the works, right? So someone that may have wanted to um, have a career change, they maybe couldn't have a career change. Yeah. But guess what? You've got three more goals in other areas that you Mm. can focus on. So what I said to all my clients and anyone over this last year is the world hasn't stopped. You Sure, we have impacts from COVID, but there's so much more you can still actually achieve and so much more to your goals you can still actually take action on. So if you have four, then it gives you a variety. Sometimes if you're not maybe going so well in one goal, then you've got the others that can give you that daily fulfillment of going, yes, I'm making progress. And that gives you momentum to then take action on a goal that may be a little bit harder, might require a little bit more energy. Maybe yeah. you don't like eating healthy food, so the making more money might be easy for you, but you know, then you have the extra energy you can put into the eating well or exercising maybe every day, whereas you may have previously exercised three times a week. Um, so then once we set the one-year goals, we always ask, why do you want those goals? Mm. And the why that's going to dictate to me whether you're going to actually go and take action on that goal. The why is super important because if you don't know why you're doing something, we typically don't go out of our way or put our precious time and energy and money into achieving something if there's no really good reason for it. We just don't bother. We do something that's easy. Like humans, typically we're actually lazy. So we go that most people live in a default life. Those who set goals are creating a life that they want to choose and live because that's the way that they design their life because they think that's what they'll love. Mm. So goal setters are the successful people in life. And if you look at anyone that's done amazing things, you can look at Oprah, Richard Branson, um, the Tesla guy. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't remember his name, but yeah, they're all really sort of iconic people and everyone understands and knows their story, sort of where they've come from and that goal they've set and how they've achieved it. Yeah, it's huge. So, I mean, what's interesting is most people never talk about goals in their life or what they're achieving or not achieving. Mm. Uh, they talk about the weather way more. <laughs> it's a good it's a good topic starter when you don't know what to talk about after two years of COVID but it it lasts about one minute and then maybe people should be talking about their goals but some people I find are not ashamed of their goals but I was going to ask you do you try and get people to set goals in areas that they're thriving in to help encourage and push them and accelerate them further or do you get them to set I mean, you've said you you get them to start with setting one goal in each of those areas, but what Mm. if they need some assistance? Like imagine if someone had really, really poor health and they had two or three things that they um, probably needed to do or some goals to set to help improve their health. Would Mm. you encourage them to set, you know, two or three goals in that area and maybe go lighter on in some of the other areas that they're already doing okay in? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with my clients have all different varying goals. One has a very heavy fitness and nutrition focus um, and they're working towards a trail run, but you need really, as you would know, you need Mm. really great nutrition um, and support to be able to support your exercise and growing performance in that. So if you've got a particularly important area, that's absolutely okay. But what I would say is if that's also quite hard, then make sure that you've also got a few of these other goals so that you can tick the box almost of those other ones, get that, feel good, great, done that for the, okay, now onto the harder area that I need to really work on. Um, Typically, it's funny, typically we, the things that we don't like, we need to do. Yeah. That comes down to the goals that are hard. They're the ones we need to put more time and energy into to Mm -hmm. achieve. It's like anything though. If you have a to-do list, you often start with things that you can quickly tick off because they're easy and they're the ones that almost require the least effort. I used to do that quite a lot because if you had 10 things on your list, it could, you know, and if we think of this in terms of goals, right, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to get those quick wins. But I think the harder, tougher, things are going to take a bit longer and a bit more persistence and require more motivation because they're not habitual they're the ones you should almost be starting with because you chip away at those over time and they almost become, you know, over time they become habit and, you know, you you reach those and then you can tick off the last little things at the end. I remember um, speaking to um, a lovely lady last year, I had her on my Instagram IGTV and she actually said, you know, start with the hardest thing at the start of your day. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and get through it because the other stuff, you know, when you've got a little bit more downtime towards the end of the day that requires a little less brain power, mm. you'll get to those. Mm, absolutely. And goals. less energy too. Similarly, set your goals at the start of the day when you have the most energy. So we don't usually set goals once you've been out drinking (laughs) at 9 p.m. at night. You don't really want to set your goals for the next year because how you feel within yourself is going to impact what you write down as, you know, and what you create your life to be. Because if you take action on all your goals that you write down and you set them when you were half drunk, super tired (laughs) and just wanted to go to bed, I hate to think what your goals are going to be, or they'll just be really easy ones. Um, I agree with that. Start with the dial movers at the start of the day. Um, And you've actually introduced me to a one principle that I uh, coach people in, in saying, when you set, when you have clear goals and you have them clearly broken down as to what actions you need to take each month, And then we break them down for each week. What do you need to do to Mm. achieve that one month action of that goal? Um, And then I keep clients accountable on weekly accountability, checking calls to keep them moving um, positively forward, even through challenges and keep that momentum going. Yeah. Um, So when you are really clear on all your action items and you know, then for what, for your next week, what you need to do for each goal. Yeah. Easy to then go and allocate that into your calendar because they're the things that are going to move the dial in your life. Yeah, great. I'm glad you got to this. So we're setting the goals, you know, maybe a yearly goal. We're breaking it down into the different categories. And within those categories, we might have 
and individual for each of those. We're then breaking it down into sort of actionable steps, like how we're actually going to get there. Because I think there's one yeah. thing setting a goal. Yeah. And then the next thing is how, how are we going to get there? Because if, if people don't have those tools or know what the next step is, there's no way they're going to get from A to B. Absolutely that's right. Not, not. That's right. And I think that's a really good thing. So for listeners out there, I think, you know, that's where you can start. Start with your 12 months, sort of um, your goals in the different areas, write them down, break them down even further into actionable steps. And then, you know, put little things in your calendar to remind you actually allocate time. Because if you don't allocate time to do these things, you know, as I said before, we could, we could be in March, you know, 2022 and three months of the year have gone past and you know we're still thinking about them again I've been thinking about doing this podcast for quite some time (laughs) and I'm glad I I set the goal but I think I didn't have I didn't put in enough actionable steps I didn't what about time what about deadlines I didn't put myself a deadline so this has just been dragging on and on and on and I think sometimes without a deadline as well as you know accountability you know obviously you do those accountability calls so people can check in and you're saying why are you doing it why are you not doing it yeah. Um, which kind of leads into the next question. What, what's going wrong when people aren't achieving their goals? Is it because yeah. they're not accountable to someone or something? Do they not have a deadline in, in place? Do they not have the tools or the resources to get there? What, what do you commonly see and how can we avoid this? They're really good questions and, and yeah. all your answers are spot on too. Um, So number one, like often people will set a massive goal. They haven't set a goal. I'm going to set a really massive one. And then it is so overwhelming and daunting Mm. that if they don't know and they don't have help by someone else that can then help them set up the action steps to get them from here, A, to B, the top of the mountain that they've just set as their goal, then it becomes overwhelming. And then when they think, oh, I've got to do something about that, you know, it might be say, we might say, I want to buy a house this year. Well, houses, I think the median price for a house in Melbourne is like 1.2 million. Oh, I've got to buy a house this year. I need 1.2 million this year. Okay. Oh my gosh. How am I going to do that? Oh, too hard. Oh, my friends asked me to go out for lunch. Oh yeah, I'll go out for lunch. Cause that's easy. And yeah. you know, the steps to that, you jump in the car and you meet them at the cafe that's been specified. So similarly with the house, What can you do to break that down to make it an achievable step? So Mm. you can still have this massive goal. I'd probably say uh, put the timeline out of it. And so you might set then a part of that massive goal to be for this year. So it might be save $10,000 towards a deposit. So so set something that you go, oh, that's a bit scary and it's exciting And I know that I can do it if I put the plan in place. So number one, make it that. um, And two, have the plan at the same time as you've written the goal. Because if you write the goal now and then you wait to set that plan in September this next year when you're like, oh, sugar, like it's almost the end of the year and I haven't taken any action on that house deposit Oh God, how do I save 10,000 in the next four months? (laughs) Yeah, I think this is probably one of the steps I'm missing. So when I do mine, I often get a big piece of paper and I write down all the categories and I set the goals. And there's probably a few 
easier ones that I can probably tick off and the harder ones, I probably don't set those actionable steps and, you know, realistic mm. timeframes. Sometimes you think, oh, I'll have that done by mid-year. And, and it's, sometimes it's not realistic. Like you said, you know, if you think mm. that you're saving for a house and buying it within sort of the year, maybe that isn't realistic. Maybe you do need to adjust those timeframes a little bit and, mm. um, you know, have those sub goals or those smaller goals to try and get to that bigger goal, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely right. Like mm. there's some things that you, it's funny because some of the clients before our weekly accountable che- accountability checking call, they'll cram. So mm. one client typically she'll, her weekly goal is to get her inbox down to 50 emails. So just read or unread? The, yeah, um, unread, unread, <laughs> but full stop, 50, full stop. Yeah. Um, and she will typically do that before the call but you can't do something like saving money you can't cram that sort of thing you can't cram getting fit or training for the half marathon (laughs) overnight it doesn't happen overnight it takes effort and sweat and and a plan like you said I think we're coming back to having that plan that's right and the cool thing about actually having weekly and monthly actions having external accountability so where people get me as a accountability coach typically they are people that are so busy either running a business they've got a family they've got a few things in life going on that the last person that they might think about is them but that leaves you unfulfilled and empty so I come in and we have a 30 minute call weekly And it's all about them. What do you want, Lane? How are you going in your goals? You know, this is what you set over for the last week. How did you go? Did you kick butt on this one? Do you need to do spend a little bit more time on this? And what was your wins for the week? So there's someone that's there checking in. And as humans, we want to say yes. So if I say to you, oh, have you started that podcast you've been talking about for six Mm -hmm. months? Well, now you can be like, yes, I have. But previously, we don't want to be saying, oh, no, I haven't done it. No, I haven't done it. Mm -hmm. So this is how accountability and external accountability works. Do you find people cancel last minute on their accountability calls if they haven't taken enough action or they... As all, like as in you've set the goal you're meant to be catching up with them and they haven't done much in the last week or two sorry how often how what's the duration between your calls is did you say weekly every week yeah okay. so we do it for 12 weeks and yeah. we meet for 30 minutes every week and we run through their goals mm-hmm. typically if they've had like an absolutely shocking week sometimes mm-hmm. that happens that's mm-hmm. you know that's human like homeschooling was a real like (laughs) where someone ended up with a homeschooling they had to change all their business to be online during those times where we had a lot of change for COVID Mm. Um, and sometimes there's someone like that that says oh I can't do this week there's no point Um, can we move it to next week and that's okay I understand I'm human too I have those weeks also (laughs) Um, but mostly people if they're committed and they see the benefits of taking this action if your life is going to be improving and you love the things uh, and the results from the goals that you've set you're going to take them anyway it's just that so let's say for example you really you love being fit and healthy so I and you might also be saving for a house I'm so excited about saving for a house that Mm. I'm going to be saving Anyway, like they're all things I'm going to do to get me my dream life. 
So I'll be in the action typically yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's just that I might not move as fast if I don't have an external coach. I might fall over if I hit a challenge and fall off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas with the coach, you get back on and keep going. Well, I guess having someone external like yourself or, you know, someone that you might live with or a friend, you know, you put that out into the universe, you tell the world, and that is a form of accountability. Absolutely. People follow up and people ask about it. And um, I think we all need that kind of person, right? That we, you know, there'll be some weeks that we say we haven't, we haven't moved that needle at all. You know, we're still kind of stuck where we are, but you know, Mm. maybe in two weeks time, we've, we've definitely taken action and that person's followed up and make, and and he's making sure that we are on track. But it also, I I like your point. If if you don't have enough why or enough purpose or reason to want to sort of achieve that goal, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we do feel like, you know, maybe it's not that important. Yeah, that's right. Another way that you could do accountability is you might have a friend that wants to cook two new recipes per week. And you might have a goal that's about running 5Ks twice a week. It doesn't have to be the same goal that you and your friend have. But maybe on a Sunday night, you can start a habit where you send them a message. It might be like, hey, Lane, this week my goal is to run two by 5Ks this week. Um, What are yours? And you might send through, oh, Ange, I'm going to make three new recipes, healthy recipes, (laughs) (laughs) this week. Um, chat to you next Sunday. And then you check in on Sunday. Hey, Lane, how did you go with those recipes? What did you make? And that's an easy way that you can share and keep the energy going to your own goals and back to you. We spend so much of our life outwards focused. If you've got kids and a family, you're thinking about them all the time, putting food on the table, going to work, working for somebody else, perhaps, mm. that everything's about external. So to spend some time and even just that weekly check-in text message at the minimum, then it's great to then focus and have a bit of external energy come into your goal. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I think we've got to keep in mind it is about progress, not perfection, because if we thought that we're going to tick off all those goals and all those actual tasks every week, Mm -hmm. we'd be absolutely kidding ourselves. Life is busy. And I think, you know, starting off the year as well, you know, hopefully we're all a little bit rested over the Christmas break and we're ready to sort of, you know, get going again. But, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be kind on yourself. And then it comes to my next point. So we're often thinking about the person next to us and what they're achieving and why is it easy for them? I think, you know, sometimes, Sometimes we look at social media and we think, why have they got that? Or um, how did they get that so easily? Or, you know, comparing yourself mm. is, is really harsh. And sometimes we've just got to stick in our own lane. Yes, absolutely. That's probably your, could be your tagline with the name of lane, like stick in your own lane. Stick in um, your own lane. Yeah. Don't look back. That's right. I really love that. There's a great quote out there that says, don't compare your start to somebody else's middle. Mm. And it's only human to look at other people, but I would suggest be inspired by what they've done. Mm. Be inspired by the progress they've made and know that underneath there's a lot of things we don't actually see. Um, So instead, when you go to look at other people, Remove that comparison Mm. and open up and change the word comparison to curiosity. And if you go with an open mind and you're Mm. curious about how did they get there, uh, it's always 
amazing and ideal to have a role model ideally a mentor too or something like that but if you have a role model you don't even have to know them they could be someone famous but your curiosity can lead you to steps of what they're doing and if at the minimum you might get the fact that they're super consistent they might post on their instagram or social media daily you might be like cool great well that's going to contribute to their success they keep showing up and maybe they don't like showing up every day but they do anyway so that's what I could learn and I can implement in my world or my goal or my life whatever it is yeah I I like that you've said that use the word curiosity and being curious rather than comparison and comparing to someone else's life and like you said you we all start at different points and there's no point comparing to the person next to you if you don't know where they've started you don't even know where they're going to be finishing and you don't know whether it's all real anyway. That's true. Social media. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's the kicker. And the more I, oh, dare I say, get mature and older and wiser, mm. I see and hear about stories of people, they look amazing online mm. and then you're like, whoa, nothing's behind them. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It, it, it finished overnight. You're like, okay, all right. So it wasn't actually all that they made it out to be. Um, but the other key thing about, being curious versus comparison is to be successful in life you want to generate as many positive emotions as many positive thoughts because thoughts create your emotions and so to create positive thoughts and emotions that's that's the area that's the energy generation you want going on in your body as much as you possibly can because that's what's going to encourage you to go and take action on your goals it's going to encourage you to um, work a little harder on the things that are challenging you and it's going to get you further in life than it is if you're thinking then negatively about yourself if you've compared yourself that's going to detract you from taking action. You've compared yourself. You're like, oh, they're amazing. I can't be anything like that. Oh, I'm not even going to bother with my goal because I've got nothing on that person. Mm. So you will you will go nowhere or you may go backwards. But if you instead be curious and you think positively about what can I learn? Cool. That's a great tip. I'm going to take that and I'm going to improve 1% this week or this mm. day. <laughs> I guess just to finish up my sort of last question in this conversation would be around controlling things you know in this kind of environment at the moment Mm -hmm. and what happens if we've set goals and we feel like feel a little bit upset that we haven't quite achieved them or life has been on hold for the last year or two do our goals change like how do how do we change with our goals or how do our goals change with us in terms of the environment that's around us because things don't always happen how you know we feel like Mm -hmm. they're supposed to or sometimes we miss the mark or they take a bit longer and that's absolutely fine but I guess we we do have to pivot in that in that circumstance as well and and I guess you would probably experience this with your clients maybe goals Mm. change over time absolutely they do Mm. when we set our goals at the start the first thing that we do Mm. before we create the vision and set the goals is we identify what your values are I thought you were going to say something around because I think you're right without setting your values and knowing who you are. Sometimes you ask people what their values are 
and they're, oh, give me half an hour and I'll come back to you kind of thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I think, you know, if you're to list your top few values, it can be really hard to narrow down. You might have 10 values you could very easily, you know, express. But I think when you have to really narrow it down and focus on what your core is and yeah. that's your starting point, that could be hard for people. People don't think about that all the time. Yes, I agree. Most people don't know how to find them also. And they don't know the value of of knowing what their Their values are. No one takes you through this process, which is why Mm. typically when you are taught goal setting at school, you don't get the whole picture. You don't learn the whole strategy in a powerful way. And that's what I came to start my goal squad for because I was so passionate about actually helping people where they could go and get results. And so many of the my clients are getting incredible results beyond what they think that they are going to achieve, which is cool because now they understand the framework, the system, the key essentials, and they can take it beyond time with me to the rest of their life and in any area and they can achieve whatever they want and teach other people, which is great. Um, but yeah, the finding and understanding your values, what Mm. do you value? And then aligning your goals with that values, understandably as our values change, Mm. um, COVID has an impact. So you might've heard of the great resignation. Yes. Yeah. Resignation's happening everywhere right now. Everywhere. Everywhere. You, uh, the last few months I've heard about people finishing up jobs, starting new jobs, sitting on the fence, not sure what jobs, <laughs> how much longer they're going to be in their current job. It's yeah. yeah, that's right. So the great resignation for those who haven't heard about it is where people, there's a massive movement in people understanding that what they've done in their career and what they're doing in their job at the moment isn't serving them. They don't get any joy. There's no fulfillment out of it anymore. And they're changing. They're making major career changes. They're going to do things that light their fire up a bit more. So um, it started overseas. And as you say, Lane, it's it's happening everywhere. It's happening in Australia mm. too. So as our values change and things um, are less important in some areas and more important in other areas, our goals will also have the same thing. So every year, that's why it's great to refresh and reset your goals every year. Yep. If there's a goal you haven't taken action on at six months, you're probably not that into it, right? Like it might be a goal that was there for your ego. It might be yeah. to buy yeah. a cool car that has a brand brand name on it. But really, like, you don't really care about cars because we're not driving, we're working from home, and it's just not your thing. But it was cool for the ego. Mm. So if there's a goal that you haven't taken action, it's totally fine. Take it off. There's no mm. point in putting energy into it or looking at it something on your goal sheet going, oh, I haven't done anything about it, but you just don't care anyway. <laughs> you know what though it's one of those ones someone could go out and buy a car like that two days before the year ends and tick it off and think oh, yeah that's wow, I've done it yeah that's right that's right oh. <laughs> catch 22 um and as covid kicks in and it impacted people's goals well it's okay because in most of the scenarios you can just shift that goal to the next year mm. Um, But I always say, like, the more and more you check in, the more ability you have to be able to change it. Your goals aren't set in cement. You can totally change them anytime, any day throughout the year. It's fine. And also on the flip side, you might achieve a goal 
within the first two months. Yeah. And have to revisit it and almost, you know, step yeah. it up or um, yeah. almost think what the next stepping stone is from that goal. Cause you've achieved it. You need something else now. That's right. It might yeah. be the start the business and then you go, okay, well, I've started it now. Cool. I've got a few clients on board. Well, now what? So you might want to take that one off and add something else that's to um, build the business to X dollars growth, whatever it is. Um, But I loved your point before, always have a by when. Your by when doesn't always have to be the end of the year. So if you're setting your goals for one year, that could be, you know, I want to start my business by May. So the date, the by when will be the 1st of May, 2022. Um, but you want to write the whole date out and include the year. The reason why is because when you put this goal sheet of all your dreams and wishes into the universe, well, the fairy goal mother, as I call her, um, she doesn't know what year you wanted to achieve that start the business. So she might deliver that to you in 2025. Mm. So write the year down. Yeah. <laughs> that that sounds like a longer term goal of five years sort of goal. Yeah. 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 But yeah. You, if you don't write the year down, then it's almost like not writing a complete goal. Yeah. I guess less accountability that way too. You know, if you know that you can achieve something sort of within the year and you haven't written that year down, um, there's less accountability for you to actually achieve it because it's open-ended. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. So in terms of building our goal toolkit, what is one thing that people can do? So listeners, what what can they start to do right now to help bring their 2022 and beyond goals Mm -hmm. and their vision to life? Like what's one thing you can get people to implement straight away? Yeah. I'd say something really fun because Mm -hmm. what I like to do is make goal setting fun, make the goal system achievement fun so I would create a vision board if it was me if there was one thing you're going to do create a vision board grab all your magazines grab a really good coffee and paper pens and just pick out all the pictures all the words that resonate to you about things that you want in your life even the big hairy audacious goals Mm -hmm. it might be that dream holiday house that might be years away that's okay put it on this year because you might have saved up enough for maybe a holiday to that place to go and find which one it is that you want to buy as a holiday house in five years time so create your vision board and then put it on a hard piece of cardboard um, and put it in your office or your bedroom or somewhere where you're going to see it regularly and the reason I say that is because If you've got on there goals that might be that hairy, audacious, scary goal, the more and more you see it, the more we become comfortable with it. It's like when people plant the seed of an idea, they're like, do you want to run a 100K race? And you're like, hell no. No. And the more you think about it, you're like, oh, but that could be really fun. Eventually, somehow you end up maybe saying yes to some of these crazy ideas that people Mm. plant the seed of. Similarly, you want to plant the seed of achieving all the things on your vision board. Um, I've actually still got my vision board from when I was 20 and I did this and I can't get rid of it because I've actually ticked off um, so many of those things, Mm. which is kind of crazy because at times in my life, I haven't had it around me and I've made another one. So the visual um, looking at all the things that you want is great if you're a visual learner as well. 
but it goes into your subconscious mind mm. and our brains are problem solving machines. So they will be working on how do I get X, Y, Z that's up on your vision board. So yeah. it's really cool. It's working at solving the solution yeah. without you even putting energy into it. I guess it's about getting yourself onto that vision board, right? So you've got all those beautiful pictures from your magazines. Yeah. I often find um, I'll get a lot of food pictures from just even those Coles magazines or the Woolies magazines that you get free at the end of the cash register. If yeah. mum's got any leftover magazines, I'll always rip out heaps of pages with beautiful words or text or colours that inspires me and I can see myself, you know, or, or things that I want to achieve. And then I collect them all. I get my big vision board. I actually normally just get a cheap one from Officeworks, cut everything out. Like you said, put some music on, get a cup of coffee, spend a few hours, get it looking pretty and put it somewhere where you can visualize it. So listeners out there, this is something you can do to kick off your year. And you've given us a bit of inspiration here to um, get those done. And just to finish off, is there a, is there a book, a an, an app or something around goal setting for, for those that want a little bit more information around this to inspire them to take action and set some goals? Yeah. I mean, I would say go to Atomic Habits, which mm. is a book I love. James um, Clear? Pardon? James Clear? Yes, James yeah. Clear. It's so habits are basically a form of goals um they're just on a really regular basis mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that building habits and having the learning the other parts that surround goal setting like discipline like clarity um routine all of that sort of stuff um setting that morning regular same time get up at the same time do the same thing um building your morning routine all of that is super important to being able to achieve the bigger goals in life also. So I would say, yeah, start with atomic habits. Um, Consequently, he also, he does actually say something like don't set goals, but the overall idea is the same in what he talks about and the fundamentals of setting and achieving goals so I was going to say how ironic James Clear we've just suggested the book and he's saying don't set goals don't set goals yeah (laughs) yeah there's a yeah longer story to it but overall it still all goes towards the idea of achievement and choosing things that will fulfill you and align with your values and taking action regularly to build that momentum so and we'll have to have you back to talk about habits, motivation, discipline. So I feel like that is definitely an area of your expertise. So um, perhaps later um, this year, we can definitely have a conversation around that. But to finish right. up, where can people find you on Instagram, your website, your business? How can they get in contact with Ange if they want to work with you and get to know you a bit more? Yeah, cool. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram um, at my goal squad. Um, and my website is the same too. So mygoalsquad.com. Um, so you can check out uh, the program that I have, the Big Life Accountability and Goal Setting, um, which is a 12-week program, but you can renew and keep going. Um, or we sometimes have the six-week goal, goal setting programs as well. So Amazing. I'd love to hear from any of you. If you yeah. just want to share your goals, I'd love to hear about those. If you've got any challenges, you want some support and coaching through, just message me, even in Instagram. I love that sort of communication. It's quick, it's easy, and I can provide some um, simple tips to come back your way. Right. Well, I'll 
to all the listeners out there, I'll put Angie's details in the show notes. So definitely go over and check those out. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. And thank you so much, Ange, for coming on and joining me. This great chat about goal setting and hoping that everyone can take some, take some action and achieve what they're after for 2022 so thank you again thanks for listening to the mode wellness podcast today stay in the loop of new episodes released weekly plus extra health tips and tricks by following at mode wellness underscore don't forget to spread the love by subscribing to the show and sharing with any family and friends that you think would benefit from it and let me know what you thought about the conversation by leaving a review or tagging me on instagram see you next time to find your mode